0: Whichever of these is the case, and for that matter, anyone else that's interested, the OBS is for you. Episode 110, Anatomy Lesson. This is one of those topics that has been a slow burn. It's been in the back of my mind for some time. Last year, I read an article in the newspaper and I've put a link to it in the programme notes. It was an article essentially saying that most British people are incredibly ignorant about the correct anatomical names for female genital body parts. The newspaper was reporting on a study that had been undertaken by a registrar, Dina Hamsey. They used a survey anonymously given to 171 women and 20 men attending general outpatient or urogynaecology clinics in Manchester. They were asked how many holes women have down in their private parts and to name them. And they were given a diagram of the area and asked to label as many structures as they could using their own words. 46% or 88 participants correctly identified that a female has three holes in the external genitalia. The vagina, the anus and the urethra. For diagram labelling, 46%, again 88 participants left the diagram completely blank. I don't know if that means they didn't know the answers or whether they didn't want to hazard a guess. And of the 103 who did attempt some labelling, only 9% of participants labelled all seven annotated structures in the diagram correctly. The most likely to be correctly labelled was the vagina, 71%, and anus, 67%. And the reason this article caught my attention was only 18% correctly identified the perineum, the area between the vagina and the anus, the skin that is most commonly torn or cut at the birth of a baby. In a way... This didn't surprise me. When I'm talking to women in my antenatal clinic about the perineum, the possibility of an episiotomy, a cut or a tear, and the idea of perineal massage antenatally to try and prevent this, I often feel women are baffled. They have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. And whilst this study looked mainly at women and their ability to identify their own body parts. It is also worrying that whilst women were more able to label structures, men were equally unaware of the correct anatomical knowledge. The team also asked people about general and female-specific medical conditions, most people understanding a stroke or diabetes was but very few understanding what a pelvic organ prolapse was and only 23% knowing what fibroids are even though both conditions affect a third of women at some point in their lives. Again not a big surprise to me. Fibroids are quite often picked up in pregnancy as an incidental finding on an ultrasound scan. After all most women will not have a scan unless they're pregnant, unless they're having investigations for some sort of problem. And when I try and explain what a fibroid is, it's often clear to me that women have no idea what I'm talking about. The article briefly explored not only the need for much more education about women's health and women's anatomy in schools for both genders but also raised the question of how are we discussing treatments and taking a well-informed consent if women do not understand normal anatomy and then do not understand the problems that arise and what surgery or treatment might do. This article was published in May 2021. So it's taken me some time to come back to it. It's kind of been humming away in the background, as it were. But it slightly came to the forefront again when I was involved in a discussion around specialty trainee doctors and medical students and their use of language in consultations, in clinics and on the wards. We are used to using incorrect anatomical terms. Part of our efforts to do so may be because we're trying to be clearer to women about what we're talking about. We might refer to the back passage rather than the anus or rectum for example. But actually, not using the correct anatomical terms can lead to confusion and misunderstanding. We can find it difficult to have frank conversations with women about their genitals. This can lead to students, doctors, midwives and nurses talking about down below using euphemisms in our embarrassment it's difficult to talk to people we've literally just met about very sensitive topics but if we're embarrassed imagine what the women we who are consulting us are feeling how do they broach conversations about their vulva Vagina, the appearance or symptoms. If we're saying, what about down there? Rather than using the correct terminology. People may be talking about a swelling in their groin when they mean the vulva or vulval varicosities, very engorged blood vessels in the vulva that can occur in pregnancy. And if women aren't clear about their anatomy, this can lead to confusion for them as to how important a symptom might be. For example, in pregnancy, vaginal bleeding or spotting would be of very different concern than a small amount of rectal bleeding, which could be due to hemorrhoids or constipation. Why, if this article was published so long ago, am I returning to it only now? Well, it's because of the Eve Appeal. The Eve Appeal is a gynaecological cancer charity and I'm putting the links in the programme notes. But the Eve Appeal has launched a Know Your Body education programme. Hashtag Know Your Body. They describe a new education programme reaching young people with the greatest barriers to accessing healthcare with age-appropriate, high-quality resources on anatomy, menstrual health, HPV and cancer. They're piloting Know Your Body workshops throughout summer 2022 with 7 to 13-year-olds, with resources available online for parents, teachers, youth workers, young people and anyone with an interest in health education. And they're about to launch this weekend. Therefore, I've come back to this topic and my zesty bit would be, know your body So if you're a health professional, listen to this. Try and use the right language to discuss body parts. Try and help educate the women and couples you're caring for. If they're not clear what you're talking about, use diagrams, explore the Know Your Body resources and try and educate as part of your antenatal care. If you're a woman and you're not able to label your own body parts and you don't understand what staff are talking about. You can also check out diagrams, the Know Your Body resources, and also ask that healthcare professional, what do they mean? What area of your body are they discussing and talking about? Don't let us use euphemistic sloppy language. Make sure you're clear what we understand, you're saying, and vice versa. Make sure you're clear that you've understood what we're telling you. I very much hope you found this episode of the Obspod interesting. If you have, it'd be fantastic if you could subscribe, rate and review on whatever platform you find your podcasts, as well as recommending the Obspod to anyone you think might find it interesting. There's also tons of episodes to explore in my back catalogue from clinical topics, my career and journey as an obstetrician and life in the NHS more generally. I'd like to assure women I care for that I take confidentiality very seriously and take great care not to use any patient identifiable information unless I have expressly asked the permission of the person involved on that rare occasion when it's been absolutely necessary. If you found this episode interesting and want to explore the subject a little more deeply, don't forget to take a look at the programme notes where I've attached some links. If you want to get in touch to suggest topics for future episodes, you can find me at The Obspod on Twitter and Instagram, and you can email me, The Obspod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.